Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. People probably have said this to you at some time. You've got two of them and you don't need both. But when you stop to think, you feel, well, maybe I do need both and I'm not prepared to take the step that's being suggested to me. I'm talking about your kidneys and I want to speak to a consultant kidney physician at Belfast City Hospital, Dr. Damien Fogarty. Uh, Dr. Fogarty, good morning. Good morning, Frank. The idea of being a living donor and giving away one of your kidneys, this is becoming, this is becoming more popular, isn't it? It is, yes. We've uh, had obviously a lot of uh, press recently and Many people now know somebody in the community who's got who is on dialysis or has got advanced kidney failure, and if they don't get a kidney transplant, they'll be stuck on dialysis treatment indefinitely uh, for the rest of their days. So that this is uh, this is uh, the major solution for dialysis patients or patients with advanced um, kidney disease. This became very high profile when Joe Brawley donated a kidney to to a friend, but it happens within families quite a bit, doesn't it? Yes, the majority of our live donors are, are family members, um, either related, uh, brother, sister, mother, father, or sp- spouse to nation, husband to wife, wife to husband, and so on. So uh, that, that would be the majority. But what you're talking about, uh, what Joe did a few years ago, which was uh, uh, really very laudable, was an altruistic donation um, to a non-related friend, um, or, so, or, to, or to a friend rather, in that case, but also people do what is called altruistic donation, where they just say, I want my kidney, my spare kidney, to go to whoever. And uh, they often don't even stipulate um, age or any details about that. And that, that's, that is a f- fantastic, phenomenal, um, um, altruistic uh, gift of life. And, and Northern Ireland has led the way in, in having the highest rate uh, per million population of, of altruistic donors. How many would we have had? Well, um, last count, it was certainly up around the 40, 50 mark. Um, I don't have the figures in front of me, but, but we certainly looked back a few years ago at, at the first 30 or so that came forward. This, this really came about from 2007 with the change in legislation. So in a way, it's, it's only grown for a relatively short period of time and continues to grow. And, and many people come forward and say, I'm fit and healthy I'm interested. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great thing. I see people asking obvious questions, like David's asking this question: Is there an upper age limit, or can anyone donate a kidney? Um, upper, upper age limit. We've had we've had fit patients in their sixties and early seventies have donated. Uh, no problems there. Uh, it really depends on your your fitness. Um, and uh, yeah, there's there, there's so we will obviously talk with every potential donor and go through a questionnaire to ask them about uh, anything that could indicate that their own kidneys maybe um, need a need a, a careful eye 
but the, no, no real, no real upper limit at the minute in terms of of for people ringing. Uh, we we'll talk to everybody at least. Uh, get the conversation going. It's an amazing act of generosity. What do you put yourself through if you do have the conversation with you and the team of experts? What, what's what yeah. are what are the steps on the way? Okay. from you leave work one day until you return to work on another day. Right. Good. Good question. So you phone our number basically, or phone the Belfast Trust and ask for the living donation team, and the numbers are out there. Um, and you'll get be sent a questionnaire to fill in uh, at home. That's a basic health questionnaire with questions about things like diabetes, blood pressure, weight, smoking, and so on. Uh, with, they're all risk factors for kidney disease, so we're keen to, to understand is the donor potentially you know, going to have very healthy kidneys or, or not. So that, that's why we ask those questions. Um, uh, when that questionnaire has been done, we then our, one of our nurses will phone the, the potential donor uh, go through a bit more um, and then invite them up for what's called the one-day assessment with my colleague, Dr. Ashley Courtney, uh, and one or two other colleagues. And Ashley um, and the nursing and x-ray colleagues will do a, a bunch of tests that look at the total kidney function, that there are two kidneys, what the anatomy is with a scan, uh, and a few other basic tests to look at health. Um, at that stage, then, if, if you're deemed to be fit to go forward and there are two kidneys, for instance, uh, and there, there, there's nothing else to put us off, uh, we'll, the next step will be seeing our surgeon. And the surgeon, uh, we have a, a number of surgeons, uh, Mr. Conley, Mr. Brown, Mr. McDade, Mr. Veach, Mr. Omar, Mr. Uh, uh, McGowan. So they will all see our, our patients, um, assess them for surgical fitness, and uh, explain the technique, which is keyhole surgery now, uh, with very small uh, scars in the tummy. And the patient usually is, is up and about the next morning and frequently home at 48 hours and 72 hours. So it's a much different procedure from a major operation. When I was training 25 years ago, for instance, it was that you'd have scarred the side of your abdomen, like a, um, if you like, like a, a major scar to take the kidney out. This is now done through a, a keyhole technique, so patients are home within a few days. And in, in general, we've had very, very few, very few uh, problems. There's a little bit of pain for a week or two, and most patients are, are back to, to uh, normal working life uh, within weeks. It must give the people who have donated an incredible sense of satisfaction for helping a person who, uh, whose, whose quality of life at this moment in time is, is pretty dire. It, it does. I mean, if, if you speak to people who've done this, they, they, they have a great feeling of achieve something, and, and it really is uh, phenomenal to do this. Uh, many doctors and nurses do it as well. Uh, they maybe don't advertise that, but um, uh, it, it is regarded as, as one of those uh, great senses of achievement to have helped somebody um, you know, with something that, that, you know, in modern medical terms is relatively straightforward now. Uh, we, of course, are encouraging families of the, the patients on dialysis as well because that's important because the match will be better. So, um, you know, that's, that's also important to consider as well. And that can be, you know, can be cousins or whatever. Um, you know, we, we'll obviously talk to anybody about this. And is there any form of compensation for doing this or is this totally a generous gesture there there is a system for um loss loss of earnings for instance um uh i don't have the figures in front of me but again we can go through all of that and we're 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 totally happy to talk about that aspect because that's important 
uh, we really don't want people to be put out um, as much as possible. Um, so yes, we, 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 that, that's something we can discuss, of course. It is amazing in Belfast, leading the, the world per head of population in living donation, our thoughts with anyone who's on dialysis and having to factor that into their, their, life, their life pattern. Uh, Doctor, good speaking to you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks very much, Frank. And um, I, if people want to look at their social media, there's lots going on with Under the World Kidney Day hashtags today. So if they look at Facebook and Twitter and so on, they'll see plenty there. Okay, Cer- Certainly a relevant day to be talking about it. Dr. Damien Fogarty there, consultant kidney physician at Belfast City Hospital. And if you're one of the 50 or so people who have made that gesture, gosh, you know, I think the country's saluting you at this present minute in time. Uh, Fred has a point that he wants to make. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Frank. I have actually two quick points I want to make. Number one, if you look at the kidney dialysis and stuff, one of the very high-profile figures at the moment is one of the best sports journalists ever to come out in Northern Ireland, Stephen Watson. And he's on the waiting list again himself. And I know a lot of the sporting community have rallied around to try and help and promote this as well. What I do think, Frank, is any once you're born... The government should have a system whereby you automatically are registered on the, the donor list unless you have a medical condition that fails you to be allowed to go on to it. It is then up to you or your parents to opt you out of that system. So it means that there's always going to be people there and they're, all, they're always going to be registered. Uh, absolutely, because that's the other dimension of uh, donating a, a kidney as being a kidney donor after you pass away. Our conversation today was very much about being a kidney kidney donor while you are still 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 alive. Oh. But I think a lot of people will uh, adhere to that suggestion that you're putting that it should be opt out as opposed to opt in, which is the the, the category that we've been very used to. Exactly, and opt out doesn't have to mean when you're dead. It could mean when you're living, but then you're automatically given that chance and you don't have to opt out. You can say, right, I can help this person. This is true, this is true, but people will obviously make their own decision when they, when, they, when, they are, when they are alive. What was the other point that you were making, Fred? The other point is, on the Irish language, it's a very good idea, that little book, and it was very well put across. But, Frank, we're forgetting one language in this country that very few people know and people can get so embarrassed about it. What about sign language? People meet a deaf person, how do you help that person if you can't say hello and how are you and what can I do to help you or is everything okay? Are you having a good day? It's a very good point. It's been made before on the programme on a a number of occasions and it is incredibly uh, relevant. Do we do enough to understand uh, sign language? And I think the simple answer is we we don't. Uh, Fred, uh, thank you. The the day is flying by, it is. The rain is now beating down, especially if you're in Belfast at this moment in time. Uh, Let's see, what what day of the week is this? She's not on tonight, is she? She's I know, on. you lost as well. I, what, this is Thursday. I'm, I'm very confused. And even worse, I'm not on at all next week. Are you on twice this week? No, just the once. Just the once, but I bet it'll be good. What are you at? Do you know, it's going to be absolutely, it is a star-studded UTV Life tonight at half past seven because I've got a gentleman who I know you were talking to earlier on in the week uh, coming in, the gorgeous Keith Duffy of Boyzone. 
and he's now uh, a patron of Action Cancer Youth Services as well. And uh, so he's going to be coming into the programme to talk about uh, the Boys Own Tour, the um, the, the, their final album and also his work with charity as well so uh, looking forward to chatting to Keith he's such a lovely lovely guy as they all are they're really really nice and uh, they, the stars just keep on coming because I've also got Stephen Hagen coming in now Stephen's name's possibly not as well known but you'd certainly know his face because uh, Stephen was played Jim, Jimmy Nesbitt's wee brother in the Stanley Lucky Man series and uh, he's been in lots of other things as well, including the, the film Zoo recently. And he's been on stage in Serrano de Bergerac in the West End. He's been on Broadway. And uh, he's going to be starring in a new Netflix series called Medici, where he plays the role of uh, Leonardo da Vinci. So he's coming in. But also because, um, Stephen, there's also a connection to something that's happening this week, which I'll tell you about in just a minute. But uh, also on the programme, Hayden Geraghty, who's the young guy who is just obsessed with all things to do with space. Rita brought him along to have a look at Tim Peake's space capsule at the Ulster uh, Folk, uh, Folk and Transport Museum. So we're going to be talking to them. And we've got music from Tony Villiers and the Villains. But, so that's all on UTV Life, but also Stephen's family... Um, his granny was a very well-known lady around the local racehorse scene uh, called Peggy Hagen. And her horse won at, uh, I think it was Aintree, um, and run at Cheltenham. Peggy very sadly passed away last year just at the, the young age of just over, I think she just hit her 90th birthday or just before it. And she's got uh, two horses still running in her name. And they're going to be running in the race after the Cheltenham Gold Cup tomorrow. So I'm going to be talking to Stephen about uh, the chances for his granny's horses as well. Lovely job. Now, talk me through Cheltenham. I haven't really got a horsey eye, as you know. I only had one excellent uh, horse racing experience, and that was this year when I had, you know, a, a visit to a stud in the Republic that you would have totally, utterly, and completely loved. But enough about. I know you I, went to see Joseph O'Brien. You lucky thing. Yes, I had an excellent insight into the horse racing world. But you live, live it, sleep it, and eat it. All I know is that because UTV are sh- showing Cheltenham all this week. I don't have to do the weather forecast in the afternoon. Uh, oh, for deep joy. <laughs> there's, a, there's a plus side to everything. You ha- get a longer lunch. Having said that, uh, what should we be looking out for? Well, today, um, I think it's going to be, I think, do you know, it's, it's one of those ones. This, Sarda Burley is, 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 is an interesting one today. But also, uh, I think in the Ryanair, I would be looking at Road to Respect um, so I've, I've had actually quite a, a successful Cheltenham so far. As you, you know, I, I like to clear Madari. So Tuesday afternoon was spent in very convivial surroundings in the Chestnut Inn, which is a great racing pub between Ballygown and Raffrey. Um, good, good crack down there. And then yesterday I was at home watching. And if you'd paid attention to Joseph, you'd have had a winner yesterday because Joseph had his very first um, trained by himself uh, winner at uh, Cheltenham yesterday. So um, the, the, the Irish are the, we're there or thereabouts at the moment, but I think Road to Respect would be my one in the Ryanair today. Um, and there's a horse, I'm not sure if he's definitely going to go, but tomorrow um, keep an eye out in the first race for a horse called Hannon, currently trading around 40 to 1, I think. And uh, he's, he's trained by a, an Irish trainer called John McConnell, who's got a really, really good strike rate. But uh, I, just, I just had to have a bet the other day, and it came in at 80 to 1, third place, Silver Streak. It would have been rude not to, wouldn't it? Uh, you had it each way, obviously. 
I certainly did. Good girl yourself. Right, we'll see you tonight on the telly at you 8 o'clock. You will, half seven tonight. You'll half be live. Seven, half seven, half thank seven. You. Okay, thank you, thank you. Thursday night, bit different. But it'll be a great show. UTV Life tonight, half seven on UTV. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.